Hallelujah. Lord, we just worship you this morning. We do bless your name together as the English community here. And we thank you for this, this new day, Lord, this new season that we get to begin together. We begin by blessing the name of the one who suffered and died for us. Lord, receive our praise this morning. Receive our worship this morning. Lord, Lord, speak to us through your word now as we later on go into communion. Remember, as we just celebrate this day that you have given us of life. Lord, let new life come to each one who's here today. We praise you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Let me be also uh, welcome each of you to, to join us. It's a, it's a day full of new, new things with uh, Pastor Mika's 50th celebration. Um, it's a special day, but it's also a special day because we're actually relaunching once again our in-person services here in English. And we're from different countries, different places. Uh, welcome to each of you. Uh, we're really believing that God's going to use this new space and new time, as you can see. It's kind of weird. We're doing it at the same time uh, as the finished service, but we believe this will help us as well to maybe uh, reach new people we haven't been able to reach up until now. So we're glad that you're here. Uh, this will be our home on the third floor at 11 a.m. each and every Sunday. You know, one of these changes, the reason why we're doing these changes is because we want more and more people to know Jesus. We want more and more people to encounter him. You know, we, in the days ahead, we, we're going to be uh, doing some changes here in the room. Uh, some, I won't go into all of it now, but uh, we've ordered some new chairs. They'll be here in some weeks ahead. Uh, we're going to be creating a, a physical space, but we're also praying that God would create a spiritual space where people can come and join as a community, as a family, and we can uh, join together in the mission of God, join together. And, and actually today, uh, as we go to God's word, I want to talk about that uh, key thing, joining in the mission of God. And I'm so glad to have Jay here helping me on the Excellent, and this is just a little plug for other volunteers. So we're going to talk briefly about joining the mission of God, and, and uh, right here, and we'll get to uh, Luke 19 in, in just a moment. Uh, Jesus' mission is to seek and save the lost. And we know that his mission is clear. What we don't always realize is our part in that mission. We don't always realize that God has invited us to join him. He has invited us to participate. He has invited us to be in this incredible opportunity to be a part of his mission. And so uh, the, the words, uh, we, we've been invited to participate in God's plan to seek and save the lost. And the passage that we're going to look at today, for me, just helps us and it orients us to this mission. And, uh, and Luke 19 is a very well-known passage. Is anybody, I'm not sure if anybody knows where it's, who it talks about. I'll give you a hint. It's Jesus and a man who was very, very short. And I feel bad for him. But uh, Zacchaeus, we'll, we'll get to him in, in just a moment. But there's three things in case time runs out and they start serving the coffee and all the party goes on. Three things I want to share with you today. Three things that this passage speaks to me about 
but three things that we want this church family, the English, Solemn English Church family, to be about. And those three things are here. We want to be a place where people can discover faith. We want to grow together. And we want to reach others. Discovering faith. Growing together. Reaching others. Discovering faith. Growing together. And if God wills, Lord, use us to reach others. And each of these three things I see in this encounter was Zacchaeus. And each time uh, and when Jesus uh, encounters Zacchaeus, these three things came to life for me. And the encounter with Zacchaeus is that encounter just before um, Jesus goes into his final week. Just before Jesus goes to the cross, just before, in fact, I believe in, in Luke 18, it has there uh, verses 31 to 30, 34. It says, Jesus took the 12 aside and told them, we are going up to Jerusalem. So Jesus is heading just a few verses before. And he says this, that everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. How many can say amen to that? Amen. But listen to this. Verse 34. The disciples understood this? No. It says, no, they did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them. And they did not know what he was talking about. And it's after this moment that Jesus encounters Zacchaeus. And it's almost as if Jesus takes this opportunity with Zacchaeus and he brings clarity to his mission. He, he makes it um, um, more clear. And, and Jesus is going to sum up why he came. He's going to tell us what his mission is all about. And that's what we want to be about. We want to join him as he makes that clear. So, so part one on discovering faith. As we go to discovering faith, let, let's look at the first two verses. Verses one and two kind of introduces us to here. It says, Jesus entered Jericho. And what does it say? And was what? You can, this is participatory. You can, you can join in if you like. He was passing through. In other words, it sounds like that he, he probably didn't have a whole lot of plans because we just heard he was heading to Jerusalem. That was where he was, his, his face was, he said his face toward Jerusalem. This is what's going to happen. He's passing through Jericho. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax collector. And he was, he was wealthy. This guy, um, he had a lot. Now, I won't take the time to talk about, I think most of us are aware that tax collectors were pretty despised. In fact, it is safe to say that Zacchaeus most likely was one of the most despised and hated individuals in the whole town of Jericho. You know, in Jericho was a place where there were palm groves. It was a place known for its balsam. And so it was a place that was a crossroads 
for commercial and for activity that led to connecting major commercial centers. And so therefore, as a tax collector and as a chief tax collector, you know, he was able to amass a very substantial fortune. And yet, one of the most hated men. In verse 3, we read, though, it says this. He wanted to see Jesus. This man who was despised, this man who had everything, he still had a desire in his heart to encounter this man named Jesus. But a couple things were against him. <laughs> uh, and we always kind of draw attention to his short stature. He was short. He could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. He wanted to see Jesus. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. The crowd had gathered and they were eagerly also waiting to see Jesus. And because this huge crowd, they, and he was short, he, he couldn't see him. It was, it was going to be harder for him to do that. And then you add to it the way people felt about him, and the people were not going to adjust. They weren't going to adapt. They weren't going to say, oh, yeah, come, come, you can come through here. They weren't going to do that so, to help him. So it wasn't possible for Zacchaeus to see Jesus, to get close, because of the crowd, because of the shame. But deep in his heart, he wanted to meet Jesus. He wanted to know this Jesus. We read that in verse 4 because he goes ahead, he climbs a tree, something that would be very embarrassing, just so he could maybe see Jesus. Let that sink in for a moment. There were physical boundaries. There were relational boundaries that kept Zacchaeus from encountering Jesus. That is good to remember because today there are boundaries. There are, there are people all around us from different backgrounds, different walks of life that may be separated from an encounter with Jesus today, but deep down inside, they want to know who Jesus really is. Well, that's very challenging personally. But look what happens in verse 5 and 6. When Jesus reached the spot. I like that. <laughs> what spot is that? The Zacchaeus spot. Something special about that spot, Jesus realized. It was a spot where somebody wanted to meet him. And it says that he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Jesus comes along that road. He reaches the exact spot. He finds Zacchaeus hiding. First, he stops on the road. I can imagine the crowd is in the distance. The music is playing. They're waiting for Jesus. There's an excitement. Is he coming yet? Is he coming? He's coming. He's coming. So Jesus, instead of walking faster to Jericho, instead of getting the excitement for the people who are there, the crowd, Jesus stops because of this man. 
he looks up and he sees Zacchaeus and he says to him, come down from the tree. I put in my notes, he, he can't uh, be hanging around literally. He says, you know, stop hanging around. Um, I need to be at your house today. You know, this is shocking because Jesus was planning to go through Jericho to Jerusalem. But he stops. And in fact, he, we don't have all the details, and so maybe we don't want to read too much into this. But he says, I'm going to stay at your house. You know, maybe Jesus made a change of travel plans. Maybe he said, well, we're changing things up, disciples. We're going to adapt. We're going to change. We're going to spend the night here. We're going to spend time with this man named Zacchaeus. And Jesus adapts and changes in order to reach this man. I thought, am I willing to do the same? <laughs> am I willing to do maybe something a little different if it means reaching somebody to know Jesus. Jesus changed his plan so that he gave Zacchaeus every opportunity to get to know him personally. That's a great question for us, and it's one that we're asking ourselves here as we begin the Solemn English Church. We want to be a place that we adapt and change and make it, take away the obstacles so people can come and encounter and discover who Jesus is. Because I believe there's many people like Zacchaeus who want to come closer, who are interested, and they're just there in the trees. Right now, you're looking forward, I'm looking out at the trees, and the leaves are beginning to fall. And so Zacchaeus couldn't hide in the trees here. <laughs> they, would, they would see him in the trees in the fall in Finland. But what would happen if we could, listen here, what would happen if we committed ourselves to build a place where people could discover faith in Jesus? Where they could hear about him, learn about him, and encounter him. What if there was a crowd of people who understood this? That instead of creating barriers, instead of creating roadblocks, actually created opportunities to discover faith. And so Zacchaeus comes down and welcomes him gladly. Look at verse 7. Verse 7 is um, a little sidebar. We get the crowd. This is what's happening with the crowd. Um, Zacchaeus is excited. He's welcoming him into his home. But verse 7 says all the people saw this and began to what? Mutter, that's a great English word, mutter, uh, murmur, complain. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Now what this means is, is you know, there's strength in numbers. The more of something, the more possibilities there are. The more financial resources you have, do you have more opportunities? Probably. You can buy more things, you can travel more places, you can, you can, there's, there's more things. But not only things... The more people, there's more influence, there's more impact. Um, you get a bunch of people together who have an idea, whether it's noble or despicable, there's going to be an impact. There's going to be an impact. This crowd is a negative example of a true principle. The crowd together made it difficult. And they complained and they muttered and they, they said, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. 
They were disappointed in Jesus. But what would have happened if the crowd had together pulled together and said, this is Zacchaeus. He really needs to meet Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a little different? Instead of making the path straight for someone like Zacchaeus, they made it hard for him. They put up barriers for him. It's a negative example. But what would happen if it were flipped around? What would happen if the crowd said, we can make a difference in Zacchaeus' life? That together we can see Zacchaeus' life transformed. This is a, could you imagine the possibilities if the crowd decided to welcome Jesus with Zacchaeus in hand? Jesus, the first person we want you to meet is Zacchaeus. Because he really needs you. <laughs> I mean, he really, he has ripped us off. He has stolen from us. He needs you. Jesus probably would have spent more time with the people and the city and with Zacchaeus. What would happen if we chose to encourage others to come closer to Jesus and take an active role? This is why we talk about growing together. That we together can have an influence and an impact together on the spiritual life and life in general, all areas of our life as a community that we can grow together, that we, and Jesus models this to his disciples because the disciples don't get it. So they're probably at the table at the house. We assume at their house with Zacchaeus and Jesus models this idea that people will know that we're his disciples if we have love one for another, that, that we can have this Mutual love and growing together as his disciples. So we don't only discover faith together, but as a community, we can collectively draw people to grow together and not push them away. Finally, the third thing here, number three, verses eight, talking about reaching others. Verse 8 says, but Zacchaeus stood up, and we're assuming he's probably at the house. They've had some, a meal together. They've shared together. He stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord. I like that. He calls him Lord. Here and now. These guys don't waste any time. This guy's he's a mover and shaker. I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times. Now, I was thinking about this, and, and it's amazing to me that, that Zacchaeus, as he encounters Jesus, as he discovers faith, as he's around that table with Jesus and the disciples, and experiences life change, and Jesus models that for him, um, Jesus does something in his heart, and Zacchaeus stands up and says, Jesus, I give half of what I have. Immediately, he reaches out to those around him who are in need. He says, right now, half of what I have, I want to give it to somebody else. Do you, do you see something happen in his heart that pushed him to do something and to reach outward to somebody else? Now, my imagination started thinking, imagine you were a poor person in the crowd of Jericho. And you despised Zacchaeus. Wouldn't you be happy now that the richest man in Jericho just was saying, I'm going to give half of everything I have to those who are in need? Like, um, over here, please. <laughs> um, um, I kind of like the Zacchaeus guy now. I kind of like him. 
it's, it's, there's a, there was a, tra- a transformation that has happened with him. And, and that would be good news for everyone in Jericho. Especially if you had been cheated. Especially if he had taken money from you. I can imagine the crowds now being ecstatic and happy over the change. But listen to this. They just couldn't see it earlier. They couldn't see it. But Jesus did. Friends, I believe there are people that God wants to reach here in Helsinki who don't speak Finnish or speak it very well or they're here studying or they're here for a short term or they just moved here or whatever the situation, but they can encounter Jesus. How? I don't know, but Jesus sees that. And then we'll see it in time. And so our job is to say, Jesus, you see this all along. You knew what you were going to do with Zacchaeus. The crowds couldn't see it. The disciples couldn't see it. I can't see it but you can see it. Help us to see it. What would happen if we recognize the power of God to change hearts and lives and we begin to reach out like we haven't done before? To reach out. Look how this ends, verses 9 through 10, reaching others. Look how this ends. Jesus said to them, today, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man, here it is. He summarizes everything he's about. Now he's ready to go to Jerusalem to go to the cross, but he summarizes and says, this is why I came. The son of man came to seek and to save the lost. To seek and save the lost. Salvation's come to Zacchaeus. God's promises and purposes were for Zacchaeus as well, for he too is a son of Abraham, the, the promise to made to Abraham. And then Jesus says in verse 10 these words, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. He was lost and he was treated as such by others, but Jesus welcomed him on a path of discovery. He led him to a place of faith. Jesus displayed to his disciples the opportunity of what can happen if we together reach out and grow together. And Zacchaeus responds by reaching out to others. Salvation has come to Zacchaeus. This is why Jesus came, and it's what we should be all about too. So here's our prayer for Solomon English. Our prayer is to have to discover faith together. For people who don't have faith, for those who are struggling in their faith, for those who who want to grow more in their faith, we want to discover faith together. We want to grow together. And you'll hear more about these opportunities that we'll have where we can grow and be a part of each other's lives. And we want to reach others together. And we're going to be exploring these in the days and the weeks ahead for opportunities. For example, for the rest of the month of October, We're going to talk about discovering faith a little bit. We're going to look at different people's lives in the book of Acts who took a step in their faith journey. And as we look at how they discovered more about faith, we're going to learn something about our lives 
as well along that journey. But today we're going to pray. We're going to pray that, that we will become fully engaged disciples in Jesus' mission to seek and save the lost. We're going to pray for God to open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to join Jesus in his mission. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to invite Kathri to come to the piano. If you just be there for a moment, Kathri. Um, I'm going to pray. And after I pray, we're going to move to a time of just remembering what Jesus did for us to bring us this salvation, the way he sought us. We just talked a moment ago about going to Jerusalem, but going to the cross to die and to rise again. On the first Sunday of every month, we celebrate communion. And we have a, a basket here. And we have right now, because of the corona season, we have the little cups that are all in one package with the bread and the, that you have to pull it off. Hopefully we can do that, you know, if it's your first time, it might be a little tricky, but uh, the bread in here. And um, Richard and David will come, and we're going to pray over the elements together. Kathy's going to lead us in a song while we distribute the elements. She'll lead us in a song, and then we'll pray. We'll partake together. Let's pray as we close off this message. Lord, I thank you for this message. I thank you, O oh God, that you have a mission. And time and time again, the disciples didn't understand it. Even when you said, I'm going to be spit upon, I'm going to be insulted, I'm going to be wounded, I'm going to be killed and rise again, they still didn't understand, for it was hidden. And Lord, we put ourselves as modern-day disciples. And that, Lord, today we realize there's things that we don't see very well. And we're needing our hearts and our ears and our eyes to be open today, Lord God. And so as we begin this new season of, of not just the fall season, but for the solemn English church, Lord God, we're, we're asking, would you use us to help people discover faith? What it means to encounter Jesus. We don't want to be like crowds that push people away. We want to be crowds that draw people together and to grow and to, to know Jesus. Lord, we want to, to reach out. There's so many ways that we can do that. Lord, help us. Help us, we pray. In Jesus.